Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. everybody to yet another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had comedian angelo sarukas in studio talking a little politics next on the best of Now we're rocking, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Angelo, one thing I will tell yes. you is that it's a good thing that this is not a news show today because the news today might be as the craziest it's ever been. Really? Uh? People have lost their minds to things now. Uh, the mayors of Minneapolis and St. Paul, the mayor of Minneapolis has been in the news a lot nationally because he told uh, Donald Trump to take a hike from yesterday and all the rest. There's JB. Right. Hey, JB. JB, what? I was lost. Lost. You've been here before. I was lost, but now I'm found. Anyway, what was I talking about? I We're talking about the mayor of Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a big article today about how handsome he is, and oh my God, what a hunk. And the mayor of St. Paul, oh my God, how handsome are they? And I thought, what if they said that about two female mayors? Right. Right. Can you imagine the fit that people would be having? Oh my God, those two women are so beautiful. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, you know, I got into 
Air Force One had landed in Minneapolis yesterday, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they shut down downtown. I was around. I was telling Brian this, and it was like everybody's going. Oh, I don't know who's going to go. Trump was like a Who concert. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, like the Who and Metallica had come to Minneapolis. <laughs> People were lined up, and we drove around downtown. And I'm like, "Well, nobody's going to go to that." And I know the mayor was trying to charge the city five hundred thirty thousand uh, uh, half a million dollars to yeah. the president, and right. it's like, and, he, and I can see what he's doing. He's making his bones with his uh, <laughs> with his constituents. Thank you. But <clears throat> funny enough, it's like I think it's hilarious and. And and people are like, well, who's going to go to this? And they ran out of tickets. I know. Somebody told me that 70,000 people bought tickets to a 20,000-seat arena. Well, that's going to be tough. Amazing. I'm hoping that's not true. because, But, no, it's a situation where I, I to tell you the truth, Angela, uh, and uh, Brian, where'd you grow up? Uh, the upstate of South Carolina. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I never thought I would see a Republican president sell out an arena in Minnesota. In Minnesota? Very, very liberal state. Well, or is it sold out because, like, people were buying the tickets so people couldn't go? Because that I would expect from a Minnesotan. <clears throat> no, they, they, there were so many people downtown yesterday. There was, was a lot of people. I think it was more people from the more rural communities up yeah, north, which I think is the more right. conservative part of the state. It is, yeah. Willing to travel yeah. to come see their hero. But that's a long... Do you think he's their hero, or are yeah. they just afraid of, all, of the no, other side? I think every president is half the country's hero. Well, that's true. Look at the way true. they talked about Obama. They still think that he's a hero. A lot of people still think that uh, JFK, he was a hero. How about you know? How about Ted Kennedy? He only killed somebody. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks he's a hero. Oh yes, how they about, did. The Lion of the Senate. Well, Gerald Ford. Ger- my favorite. <laughs> Gerald right? Ford. They, and he got it. He was the he was the leader of the House, right? Because Agnew oh, was yeah, up yep. on charges. That's the right. Greek. We would have had a Greek president, yeah, but that never that never happened, baby. Tom. And then you know uh, Richard. Well, you know we know what happened there. But I think yeah. it's, a, it's a, you know I live in very Democrat liberal California. Right. Where, where do you live in? Denver? I live in Los Angeles, oh, in right Valley in Village, Angeles. right oh, in LA. Okay. Yeah, sure. But my you know coming from Canada, which I that's why I find I have such a good association with Minnesota. Yeah, oh, it's this is Canada. It's like Canada. I mean, <laughs> I, I sound like everyone from here. It everyone, is true. And you know, whenever I'm in LA, they always ask, "Are you from Chicago or Wisconsin?" Or no, I always tell them, "I'm from Minneapolis." Oh, yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. Oh, right? yeah. Well, <laughs> you get up north, man, you'll really hear it. You really will... hear it up there. Oh, God, yes. But they're but they so it's amazing to me because coming from a socialist state like Canada, and, and it's always the well, you guys have free health care in Canada. It's not free. They take not half free. your paycheck. Exactly. It's not so I go, I wish it free. God but free. it's that perception. It's yeah, that perception that, you know, well, it's free in Canada. Well, there's first of all, there's more people in California than yeah. all of Canada. That's right. Yeah. So that, that makes such a big difference. But I always like stirring the pot. So they say, what do you think? I go, well, I, I, I'm i still a permanent resident. I have a green card. That's right. I'm, I'm like, legal. I'm I pay tax. <clears throat> you pay a lot of taxes. Because I'm used to paying tax. Yeah. Coming from Canada. Right. No, that's exactly you know, but. But I was like, I, I in Canada you could go left or right, nobody cares. Right. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But in California, oh, it's like they're, they go. They, I mean, I've had to break them up. I've had to break up at the cigar shop I hang out at, Tom. I've had to break up fist fights, <laughs> literal Over fist politics. fights. And these guys are all kind of the same people. Ugh. 
How did, why did they get so worked up, do you think? I mean, listen, the difference between these people is minuscule. I mean, right. literally, the only difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump is she has bigger breasts, but not that much bigger. <laughs> not right. by, by much. They're the same person. Well, they're both basically. elitists. They're both elitists. You can see that. as hell. They are. And, I mean, everybody said to me, why didn't Hillary get in as president? I think she may be even more elitist yes. than Donald. At least Donald somehow tries to bring it down to, like, look. I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman. Right. And being, but it's so funny in California because I don't, I don't really fit in. You know, my my daughter goes to this nice school, and all the parents are, you know, Hollywood type parents. Oh, they God. work in studios and stuff, and we have to proper use proper terms and proper language. And we had this issue about, and this is where the comedy comes in, Tommy. We have an issue. <laughs> we have an issue about in. homeless like in, yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, right. It's a real problem it's in California. It's a real problem. Yep. And they, in Sherman Oaks, I live in Valley Village. Sherman Oaks, the city wants to propose they have uh, real estate where they want to build a shelter to help homeless people with fresh water, food, right? And I think it's a good idea. So the, they were talking about it at this parents and a teachers thing, and they turned to me and they said, "Well, uh, you know, I think they, they're always like, you know, it's a great idea, but you know, I think it'd be more appropriate somewhere else." And then I called the woman out on it. And I said, "Well, of course, it's a more appropriate somewhere else because you don't want it in Sherman Oaks because your real estate value is going to plummet. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not in my backyard. Yeah. Not in my backyard, yeah. right?" And she goes, "No," and she says, "You're projecting." <laughs> I go. I'm not, all the keywords. Man. I'm not. You know, you're projecting. I go. No, stop. This isn't. Uh, don't use the psychology on me. Let's just call it what it is. Right. I don't want it in my neighborhood. And then I said, well, you know, better proposal. Why don't we have a shelter in every community in Los yeah. Angeles area? Yeah, Forty five. And then you could hear the hush. And then one guy mm-hmm. was looking at me like, because you know what they do in Brentwood and, and Bel Air and Beverly Hills. No. They they give vouchers to the homeless. So what they do is they take they give them money or vouchers and yeah. they have a shuttle and they send them to Silver Lake. Oh my God! So they're like, hey, well you know we got some money for you. There's a hot meal. You take a shower. Just get on this shuttle. Get on yeah. the shuttle and, and get go out. there. <laughs> and they figure the migration pattern will take four to six months before they come back. Right. So and then and it's not deemed and it's deemed the the. The business people in California are like, well, we're helping out. In a, in a sense, they are helping out the homeless. In a sense, yeah. By helping themselves. By getting them out of their town. Yeah. And then somebody said, well, that's not right. I go, well, then you should pony up some money. But I thought, brilliant. Don't argue with them or fight with them. Just ship the them out. Yeah. Like FedEx uh, them or UPS them. <laughs> hey, you get a hold of Tezos. Tezos. Amazon's got delivery. They can deliver yeah. it down there. That's good. He made $11 billion tax-free. Oh, God. Still, it's so annoying to me. What are we doing wrong? He treated the post office like it was his little toy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he hammered the post office. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's just, it's just... And now we got, of course, the NBA... Uh, hey, I'm in favor of freedom. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't be pro-freedom uh, because it's going to cost you money because of China. Well, yeah, it's because China owns a stock in, like, almost all of the major companies. So they can't say anything bad about China because no, it's hurt their bottom line, and that's all they care about. Well, yeah, because the other part of that is that is part of league revenues mm-hmm. right and they're counted that money already so they said mm. if that money doesn't show up 
players' salaries will drop. Well, oh, so as soon as it costs you some money, now it's a bad deal. Yeah. Right. And we don't want those poor players right. to make I know less for money. Real. I mean, they're barely scratching oh, yeah. by as it is. I know. You get to buy on, what, 10, 15 million a year instead I, of 30? Poor guys. Do it. Poor guys. How's it going to happen? But isn't it funny, though, Tom, that it's dictated, you made a good point, by the agents and by the is, uh, yeah. and by the league owners, because I think they're trying to expand... The NBA, aren't they yes. looking at China yeah. and Mexico yep. and all yep. these places, right? Yep. And like all the leagues are are <clears throat> looking to expand, and it's always a bad thing. We should stand up for what's right until money's involved, right? And then I saw that whole thing where you know they're about the whole freedom and and democracy, and it's like yeah, it's free until you get paid. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I, I just all the guy did was say you know what freedom some blah blah blah, and he got. It wasn't God bless Hong Kong, but it was something Hong Kong, whatever. People had such a fit about this. This is a country, China, which is responsible for almost all the plastic in the ocean. Right. Yeah. They Most kill of people if they don't agree <coughs> with them. Yeah. I think yeah. you literally will be. How many Muslims are in China again that are that are in prison? It's tons of. Yeah. Them. They just put them in prison. And they just put them in prison. Yeah. But yeah. apparently, we're supporting them because they have money. Because they got the cash. Great. That's great yep. news. That's well, Hong, news. it's funny, Tom, because Hong Kong it was at 97 when the British gave it back. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened was that the people that were living in Hong Kong panicked because they were having this, you know, this whole uh, living a life of, uh, you know, the rich, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, they were living in a, in a democracy. And uh, what ends up happening was they said they go to Canada. That's why Vancouver is called Hongcouver. Hong because for two hundred, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you get Canadian citizenship. Really? So they all went to Canada, oh. and that's why the real estate markets have flooded up in Vancouver. Right. Because right. they were like two hundred fifty grand, like big. That's nothing. And I think they 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 were capitalists. I mean, the Chinese to me are the most capitalist communists. No doubt about it. They're not communists. They're not communists. Flat-out capitalists, <laughs> but you're not included. <laughs> right. That's the big difference. And I agree And I agree with the tariffs. I do, too. I do. I, I, it was overdue. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and if it does enhance jobs in America, and people go, well, it's a narrow way of looking at it, but it's not. We weren't putting enough. They were taxing the crap out of American stuff. And they, we weren't hardly doing anything to them. Right, that's exactly and right. Trump knows all about that kind of stuff. That's where I think it's benefit, you know. And I know somebody's listening now, going, "Oh, he's a Trump lover." No, <laughs> I'm for common sense. Right. No, that's I all, agree it's with common that sense, you know. And it's like, I mean, I didn't. I'm, I'm at the House of Comedy. I didn't put thirty thousand people at the Target Center last night. Donald Trump did. Yeah, he did. That's <laughs> well. And, and seriously, I. I I was surprised by that. I, I think you're right, Brian. That it, that it, the people came from from the you know outstate area and all the rest of it. Yeah. But I never thought I would see that many people show up for a rally on a Thursday night in Minneapolis for a Republican that they all hate. Well, you know, it's, it's for as much credit as people gave Obama for getting young people involved in politics, especially yeah. when he was initially running. Right. Trump and I can't. Begin to tell you how much I just don't like the guy. I understand. Ha- has has increased that a hundredfold. Yeah, that's everybody true. is now yep. whether they have any business being involved in it or not. Mm-hmm. Everybody has something to say about it. Everybody's more aware of what's going on. Everybody has more of an opinion that that they're vocalizing. 
Who's the black woman in the in the four? Uh, the Ilan Omar, uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. No, it's it's. Oh God, what is her name? OAC. <clears throat> no, he's uh, black. Black. Can't remember. But she uh, wanted to lower the voting age to sixteen. That's <laughs> sixteen. <laughs> Maybe if they can text their vote in. Don't know just text your vote in. If text any, your vote in on Snapchat. Anything, it should go up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It should go up. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Right. But you know they were bitching at AOC this morning. Speaking of her, they were bitching at her because she got her hair cut and it cost three hundred dollars. Isn't it pretty much her business how much she wants to spend on getting a haircut? Right, that's true. I mean, I don't like the woman. She's got big mouth bartender, but other than that, it's her. But you want to spend three hundred three hundred bucks on a haircut? Good but she you. could have got a haircut for fifty and given another five haircuts out for free. Yeah, well, that's and what the spirit of all about. yes, exactly. But do you, do you think that Trump wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and goes Trump? Trump. I think he loves oh, yes. the yeah. sound of his voice yes. and name, right? Yes, yes. I think he just looks in the mirror and goes, Trump. <laughs> I just have this thing. I, I bet you he spends a half an hour a day looking in the mirror and saying his name. Yeah. I, I, and, and if anybody's listening to this will probably agree. I don't know. I, I mean, he, he defines narcissism. For he does. Yeah. He does. There's no doubt There's about that. There's a picture that. of him next to the word narcissism. Narcissism. The, He's going, yeah, that's me. I'll tell you dictionary. what, though. You ever talk to Donald Trump? Because I have a couple of times. Yeah. And if you talk to him, honestly, so, Brian, I'm Trump and you're me. Or you're you, actually. So, uh, Brian, i got to tell you, the smartest person I've ever talked to in my life. That's what he does. Yeah. He, he, he does that to you, right? you are. Right. So then he can talk about how wonderful he is. Right. Yeah, he is, right. Yeah. He opens guys. that door. He, he, he open actually says wonderful. that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, In other words, okay, you. your turn. <laughs> I don't know right? if the people listening right now know this, but Tom is the highest-rated radio person since Marconi. And, you know, he, just, he, just <laughs> gets, he just strokes the piss out of you. So yeah. you go, you know what, Donald? You're a great You're guy. a great guy, Donald. <laughs> I love you. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, it is reverse psychology. Look, all of these people, I, I, I joke once in a while about the fact that I, I look at presidents and I go back through the roster, and I, I got to George Washington and realized I don't like any of these people. No. Right. You know, they're just not my kind of well, people. They all have their own personal agenda. Yeah, they they all are really, at the end of the day, they're in it for themselves in Correct. some capacity. They all have an agenda yeah. that they want to fill. No, there's no question about that. And especially now that corporate America is so heavily involved oh, in politics, God. it's really, they're just in it to see how much money they can make before they get voted out. Well, they're all billionaires by the time they yeah. leave. What the hell is that all about? Which is easy to do when you don't have to pay for health care and transportation yeah. well, and for the rest of your life. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. You're also allowed inside trader. Yes, you are. Uh, if you're a politician, yeah. you can do insider Most trading in the country. <laughs> any other country in the world's all, it's 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 inside. Yeah. Uh-huh. But here, if you're a politician, when Obama had remember he put that uh, five hundred billion or million dollars in California and that oh, and yeah. the solar oh, and uh, yeah, the the Pelosi solar and all them have been buying shares. Yeah. yeah. And they made a bank on it. They made a lot of money. And I'm thinking, wait a second, is then this it went under? And they went under and because went it was under, yeah. infused with government money. So they right. didn't get in and then sell out. Mm-hmm. But isn't that funny how, is that allowed? Like, I mean, oh, no, they're allowed. <laughs> how are they allowed? How are they allowed? <laughs> Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Angelo Sarukas on The Best of... Coming up next, Brad Blanks is back all the way from not down at wherever he lives. He's back. 
And so is Kristen Burt going toe-to-toe, talking movies. Next on The Best Of... You never came to the old studio, did you? The one across? Acme, I think. We had Acme, you did, but not here. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt. When did you when did you move out of Minneapolis, Kristen Burt? Um, two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. So do you remember Brad Blanks, the Australian reporter on the KQ Morning Show, the, the entertainment reporter on the KQ Morning Show? I do. Brad's in studio. Oh, he's here. Kristen, how are you doing? Yeah. Hi. We didn't kiss, did we? Did we kiss once? <laughs> no, maybe. maybe. Probably. That would be news to me. I had a very dateless few years in Minneapolis. <laughs> was it like, what was that movie with Charlize Theron? You know, that, what was that film? Remember that movie? That was awesome. Monster? What, when she killed <laughs> No, no, sorry. No, I didn't mean that one. Kristen, were you a truck stop serial killer? Real nice. Mo- that monster, Kristen Bird. Yeah, you, you couldn't get a date to no, her really no, You, Kristen, you know what I'm talking about. The one, uh, Jason, Jason Ritter made it, and she was, you know, it, it was... She was in mini lived in Minneapolis and she was dateless for two years and she was Charlie's Theron. That was yeah, me. That, that was my entire Minneapolis right. experience. I would actually fly back to LA because I had a job that I, I taped once a month and I would be like, "Who wants to go on a date and just like kiss a boy?" Because I was like, "I am dateless in Minneapolis." <laughs> Why <laughs> were you dateless here? Were not interested. I don't know. I just was not the Minneapolis type. Why don't don't you let me handle it? Why don't you call me and go, hey, Tom, I need a date. And I'd go, okay, I'll get somebody for you. She's blonde. That's the only thing. (laughs) Who would you have set me up with? Um, you had a few. You, you knew you some. You had some friends, male friends out there. Yeah, that's very true. That well, I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of somebody who'd be worthy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> she goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I, no, I do. I don't want you setting me up with the total like schlub. You know. Yeah. I want well, like a, a nice guy. And, but I'm married nice now, guy. so it doesn't matter. I don't You're, need a nice yes. guy. I've got one in my house right now. You do. <laughs> You're absolutely no, we're talking, right. We're talking 15 years ago, so that's all right. You can talk about the past. It's good. You know, the good old days. Yeah, it's totally fine. But I was like, I don't want people to think I'm looking for another one. I'm yeah, like, well, probably not. Good. And th- that movie was Young Adult as well. Young Adult. Oh, yeah. Young Adult. I do right. remember that movie. All right, so I want to hear Brad Blanks and Kristen Burt talk about showbiz. Oh, right. Well, for the, uh, you know, he's a big oh, buddy of, of Ricky Gervais and Robert De Niro. You know that, right, Kristen? <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk Robert De Niro because he had Joker come out this week. This was a big weekend for him. Yeah, for sure. So what's the deal? What's what's happened to him? He's he's getting sued by this a girl called Graham, right? Is it? This this girl that's suing him for yeah. ten million dollars because he yelled she at her, yelled at her, and he did she make him do rub his back when he was in a bathrobe or something? And anyway, um, well, I don't want to. I got to be honest. I do not want to be rubbing my my boss's back while he's in a bathrobe. No. <laughs> Ever. Probably not. But it's Robert De Niro. Wouldn't you do anything? But oh, no, I know I'm letting you the whole no. hashtag me too. I'd rub his back. I mean, I'm a, I'm a straight guy, but I love Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro said, <laughs> rub my back, young man. I go, oh, right, here you go, Robert. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going past but the bum. Me, I'm not going to the bum cheeks. Female, you, 
don't want to be rubbing some random dude's back who also happens to be your boss. And I don't want to see him in a bathroom. Even if it's Robert De Niro. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, you might be disappointed. You might too, be disappointed. I'm going to pass. It's kind of too bad you weren't. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You're in that situation and then you feel like you're going to lose your job if yeah, you don't do it. Right, that's, that's the whole. That's the rub. Yeah. Literally. One of the great moments of my life happened just now, Kristen, because you were talking about Robert De Niro and Brad was talking about Robert De Niro. And as Catherine walked through the door, Brad said... Yes, then I could grab. I could grab his bum. No, no, I'm not, not going past. Don't pass the bum line. The, yeah, oh, not past the bum line. Yeah, I'm like, like what? He yeah. has a little bit of self-respect. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, De Niro's going. The Irishman, and of course, he did a really good job in the Joker. He was good in that. He it was uh, it was interesting in the Joker because he was playing the Jerry Lewis version of oh, that's uh, right. of. Um, of the great, oh, what's the, the king of comedy? King of comedy. Yeah. He was playing that version of that in in the joke, and the Joker was very much like the king of comedy. And the Joker was the De Niro character in essence um, in, in that movie. But uh, I enjoyed the Joker, and I, I can't wait to see uh, Tom see it. And again, it's. But I said this morning on the show, Tom, that, that the Joker could easily be a Sundance movie just about a man that has a mental illness that becomes right, a right. murdering bastard. And uh, <laughs> it's just that it's called the Joker right. and um, right. it's wrapped in the DC Comics world that it's yeah probably got all this heat and... And, of course, made $90 million. A lot of kids might have went and saw this and went, oh, my goodness, this is not the DC Comics movie no, I was, no. I was no. looking for. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I thought Kristen was talking. Wow. I'm sorry. I thought you were I'm talking. I'm here, but that was a conversation. Now I'm here. <laughs> Everyone just paused. That, 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 that man in your house must have walked past with his towel down, did he? Does he want a back rub? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Well, now. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Have DC Comics gone the way of violence, the way Mar- Marvel has gone the oh, way Marvel of comedy? Has. Yeah. Well, Marvel's gone the way of comedy. Yeah, well, yeah now that Marvel's in the... Because they were both kind of competing for, like, who can be the funny comic guys? But yeah. I think Marvel kind of won that. So now DC's going to be the gritty comic guys, mm. which, as evidenced by their... What's it called, like, DC Black or something like that? Yeah, Black, yeah. Yeah, it's a new universe, which is, like, a darker version of everything that currently exists. Why does it have to be Black? I don't know. Let's, I hope Batman it's not another black. dystopian universe. Kinda. I'm sick to death yeah, of that. Dystopian universe. it is. I'm so tired oh, of them. God. Gotham <laughs> City is, like, the quintessential <laughs> dystopia, so, you know. Gotta love dystopia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if I could move there, I would. So, Christian, are you uh, as an entertain? I'm not a very good re- entertainment reporter. I'm not really an entertainment reporter. I just try to get people to talk to me, you know, um, on red carpets, and they usually run away from me. And I'm too big, and I'm gangly, and I screw up words. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, but you're a real entertainment journalist, which is exciting to meet a real life one. Um, Brad's, now, oh, Brad's just a poser. Is yeah, what I'm a, I just make it up. You know, I, <laughs> I don't really know what Way I'm doing. Way to sell yourself, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like my mother. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, look, it's such a how you guys do it day in day out. It's fascinating. It's it's wonderful that you can go out there and um, I struggle to get anyone to talk to me. So that's that's why I don't really put that entertainment reporter hat on and. You know, um, and a lot of my, as Tom could attest after working with him for 18 years and calling in from New York, um, my best work is when my interviews screw up 
or when I get nervous interviewing someone like well, Charlize yeah. Theron. When you're drunk. When I'm well, drunk. That's, <laughs> yes. that's good. Yes, yes. Um, but um, but how is it in LA? How do you, how do you go about your day? What are you seeking or what are you hunting? You know, uh, are you hunting interviews or what? Yeah, what? How's it work? Every day is completely different, and I I will tell you that some things are pre-planned, and then other when you approach like a long weekend, you hope nobody gets divorced or uh, someone doesn't die because you're like, oh, there goes my long weekend because yeah. that's how quick. Yep. Everything can change when it comes to entertainment news. Um, last night I was at Dancing with the Stars, so I got another Sean Spicer encounter. <laughs> oh wow! Um, is he nice? Love you, me. He, you know what? He is very nice. I, I'm, I, you know, I like to make fun of it, but it, honestly, he's very nice. I think he's been humbled by this experience because the one thing celebrities don't realize, I think they think I'm going to get a nice little paycheck. I'll dance around some sequins. It'll be funny. I'll get some followers on social media. The show's really hard. You're in rehearsal mm. six to eight hours a day. Honestly, everyone has a mental breakdown at one point or another and is in tears. And compared to week one when I first interviewed him, and now this is week four, the chip on the shoulder is gone, which I thought was really interesting. Right. Is he skinnier? <laughs> like, don't you lose no. weight on that show? Yeah, you know, everyone does lose weight, but he, he's got, you know, he's a stocky. He's only about 5'3". He's not very tall. Right. Um, he's about he's my not height. Five, three? And he's five 5'3"? So it's going to take him. Yeah, he's tiny. He's really tiny. And in fact, I was in heels last night and towering over him. Wow. So, That's interesting that yeah. he was Trump's first uh, you know, communications director because Trump hates small people. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he does? hates small people. Yeah, yeah he does. That's one of his things, yeah. He's... And anytime he shows softness of that, Trump will fire you. Yeah, which is interesting too because uh, Scaramucci got a job and he's a little person as well. Scaramucci, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but I think both of them. Yeah. When you look at Scaramucci and you look at Spicer. They both talk a very big game, and so that's why I found that's it right. really interesting last night where Sean Spicer. I was like, oh, we've been humbled by Dancing with the Stars. It took wow. some sequins and some ballroom dancing to do it. But because the first week he had all this like bravado and he was like, yeah, um, and kind of talking over his partner and not letting her speak. And this week he was like deferring to her. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know who's in charge yeah, now. That's great. Because it's hard. So yeah. but I think both Sean and Scaramucci are guys that can talk a really big game and get away with it until something knocks them down a little bit. So hmm. How do you go on new shows now? Obviously, yeah, the, the pilot season doesn't exist as much as before mm-hmm. uh how do you navigate that because there's fragments now of celebrity right like like shows will pop up and there'll be someone famous in one area of social media and then another area how do you navigate that to know what's really hot for the masses yeah you know it's interesting because you can do a red carpet these days now and go who is that and they're like oh they're on the new hulu show or they're <laughs> on the new netflix show and it is impossible to keep up yeah. with all of the new content coming because of the, the streaming um, platform. And we've got more coming. Like, that's the other thing. Like, Quibi's coming and Disney Plus is coming. We, Apple TV, we've so much coming our way. So it's better. Most entertainment reporters like myself are starting to specialize more and more. I cover almost exclusively now dance shows, so World of Dance, So You Think You Can Dance, Dancing with the Stars, dance films, dance TV shows, because there's so much crossover with big celebrities doing musicals and things like that. It keeps my area really clean. That way right. I can focus and I'll know the players and not be stuck. <clears throat> but when I do something like the Emmys, I have to spend a couple of weeks yeah. studying up, making sure I've seen all the shows that are nominated. I'm familiar with the faces. 
and it's a lot of homework. What about the mask singer? You be all, are you in that? Is that your mandate under your? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am the mask singer not. reporter. No, the mask singer reporter. You know, um, it winds up in the music category. Yeah. So a lot of my friends who are music reporters that covered The Voice and American Idol also find themselves covering the mask singer, and that's how much people are specializing these days. You wind up in like a category. And it's mm. easier for um, media outlets to sort of assign reporters that are now entrenched mm. with uh, not only the cast members, but also the producers, which means that you get behind the scenes spoilers or you get set visits and things like that. Because otherwise, you're not going to get a leg up on the competition. Right. Wow. Jeez, this is she's well, so good. Now, now you can move to LA. Yeah. Now you can move to LA. Yeah, but everyone would I be covering? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Well done. Like, you're very, I mean, I, I just. I'd get invited behind the scenes, but I'd be the guy behind the uh, next to the donut table eating the donuts and kept waiting for American Idol to finish so I could go and drink the free beer at the uh, Mondrian. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, and then wow. realise it's 2am and have to be on the phone to Tom in four bloody hours. I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd be cactus drunk and I'd have to sober up and then go on there and play a Simon Cowell interview. That I've was back never, in the O's. I've never seen you sober. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm five weeks sober yeah. right now. So Five weeks? Five weeks, yeah. I'm going to go another four weeks, and then, I'm, then November's just going to be a blur. I'm one of those Hollywood fasting things. I, I, I don't know. I think that's what they call it. Don't they, don't they all fast out there where you are, Kristen? Yeah. Don't, not, what was the question? No, no fasting, no drinking, and no eating, and all that oh, sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So usually it's um, January. It's dry January. Right. Every after the holidays, everyone does the dry January, and also that's when the whole thirty diet starts for everyone. Right. So you go out with friends, and everyone's like, "I can only eat like a protein and some vegetables and <laughs> steamed." You know, yeah. and you're like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> but see, what people don't realize is that. For us, you really can't overindulge during the holidays because we roll right into award show season, which means like right away it's Golden Globes. You've got to fit into a gown. You can't be like, I ate 20 cookies and now I've got like love handles because there's even gowns to wear. I know, which is, thir- you know, first world problems for sure. But at the same time, you have to fit into sizes that are provided by the designer so you can borrow dresses. And not buy them. I can just get heavier spanks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or you can just are really eat. uncomfortable. They are, and they're hot. It's yeah, they're hot, and you're wearing them Awful. 16 hours. It's like, and then you have to go to the restroom, and that is a whole battle you don't want to fight. <laughs> you can also just eat 20 cookies and be happy with your body size. Yes, yes that's true. That's the only, only that's certain Lizzo. ethnicities uh, get away with that. that. <laughs> Only certain mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was also like, if you pick a gown that's like flowy, you could totally do that. But if you're picking something more form-fitting, there's nothing worse than 16 hours in a dress where you feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you felt like you've eaten six, 16 cookies every single day. Right. You're kind of stuck on that 16 cookies thing, I've noticed. <laughs> like, that's my I limit. I love cookies. <laughs> I love no. cookies. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I was like, I love cookies. But you know what I love more than cookies? A bag of chips and dip. Mm. Oh, really? What kind of dip? Yeah. French um, onions. You know, I, you know, honestly, any dip. I'm like, let me tell you, I was like a spinach artichoke dip, a good ranch dip. I don't like French onion dip that much, but uh, guacamole. Mm. But I would rather eat that than eat a meal any day. This is right over the lunch hour. I don't know if you know that. I just go 10 a.m. here. My go-to dip is top the tater. 
Top the tater. That's the one. Isn't that one. sour cream? Sour cream and onion chive. Yeah. Oh, onion what? chive. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Good. It's so good on potato chips. Just regular potato chips. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't like dip other than guacamole. It's because you don't like sour cream. So, so I don't like sour cream. And salsa alien. is not a dip? Yeah. Yeah, no, I do a little dip. salsa, but See, not a ton. All, that's vegan. No oil, no nothing. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Blanks and Kristen Burke, too, on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the vault. We're going all the way back to episode number 45 with Shane Moss and his first appearance on the podcast. Next! You said you're from Lacrosse. La yeah, yeah. We have a lot of people that listen to this podcast from Lacrosse. It's our number two market, I think. Oh, really? So you can it's say hi to your mom your- if you'd like, or whoever's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the weird. <laughs> hi, mom. Our, our top. My mom doesn't know about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, when the first time I was on um, Conan O'Brien. I called and I told my mom, and she's like, "Oh wow, Conan O'Brien, who's that?" <laughs> so I, I don't think she's mastered podcasts just yet either. After after Minneapolis St. Paul, our next five markets are Chicago, then Lacrosse, Washington D.C., L.A., and New York. Oh so wow, it's bizarre. It's like lacrosse there's just a lot of people in lacrosse that listens to the podcast that's awesome it is well it's your hometown it's a wonderful thing I, I, you, you must uh, uh you should call it a podcast for drunks uh, that's who it's clearly appealing Real to. Men. hey you know by coincidence i uh that was more of a comment on lacrosse wisconsin than it was on your show oh, well thank you very much. now that you've cleared that up when i was uh about 21 22 years old I was in a in a marching band, not not like a college or high school marching band, but just like for a, fun, like a, dr- a with drum. all his friends. <laughs> no. He marched around the neighborhood <laughs> so with a pot and a spoon. <laughs> no, they like called themselves a marching. Band. It was not like a drum and bugle corps. It was like a, a drum line, drum it? line. Yeah, kind of like a drum line, the skull line. And we came down to play Oktoberfest in Lacrosse, right? This is many years ago, so uh, I, I assume it's still this way that that. Everything is roped off, and there are drinking areas and non-drinking areas during Oktoberfest, right? Really? I Man, I haven't been in so many years. (laughs) I think the last time that I was going to Oktoberfest, uh, what I did ahead of time was I drank a 175-liter bottle of vodka. Oh, that'll do it. And then I started walking to Oktoberfest, stopped at uh, Who's on on on, uh, 3rd Street on the way down to Oktoberfest, and got a, uh, I got a um, fish bowl, uh, which is just a plastic fish bowl that they fill up with uh, 
colored booze mm, and um, sounds delightful and then i drank one of those and then uh the next thing i remember i was uh strapped to a gurney really <laughs> uh, <laughs> loaded into an ambulance so that was the last time that i attempted going to oktoberfest but i didn't quite make it there yeah that was why my that was my one time to so detox much, crazy i'm not sure why i thought i could drink <laughs> hey, well once you get a little bit of liquor at least my, the way my brain works uh, which is why i quit drinking recently is once i start getting a little hard liquor on the brain it goes yeah, yeah we need more of that oh, okay. yeah a lot of people I, like you don't that. have the uh, stop switch yeah exactly okay. my old joke about that is about how uh how my brain works like that is it's like uh uh, well, if I'm having this much fun after ten drinks, imagine how much fun I'll be having after twenty drinks. So much fun having your stomach yeah. pumped out. Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. I, I, Who's I, I, better term I was than told that? that I wet myself. Oh God. Uh, uh, yeah, I passed I out oh, yeah. in an alley, wet myself, you almost threw up on myself. Oh, you really Wednesday do. After yeah. Alcohol poisoning yeah, is really just, close to being dead. Uh, yeah, it, re- it, uh, it was bad news. I think I was. Uh, I think I was like 23 or something like that. 22, 23 at the time. Alex's and age right now, yeah. 23. Yep. Yeah. Um, so don't do that. I feel don't much better now about myself. myself. Learn yeah. I feel much better about my story now because when I was down there, I was like 21, 22 years old. We went down for Oktoberfest. Didn't, we were in the parade. And we figured, oh, you know, I don't want to stay where it's all crowded. So let's grab like a case of beer. And we'll go sit on these steps over here. Right, so we're sitting on the steps and we're drinking beer and having a ball and laughing and having a good time. And this cop walks by and he goes, what the hell are you doing? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, what are you doing? So we're just sitting here drinking some beer. And you know, he goes, you know, there are drinking areas and non-drinking areas during Oktoberfest. This is a non-drinking area. I said, well, I, I didn't know that. And he literally said to me, you dumb fuck, look where you are. <laughs> oh, and I gosh. turned around and it was the police station. <laughs> Uh, that is definitely a non-drinking area. <laughs> non-drinking wow, area. honey. I didn't realize we're sitting on the steps <laughs> of the police station. For a like, That's pretty amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you dumb fuck. <laughs> See, I can't tell that story See, on, on the radio because you can't say dumb fuck on the radio. I, I had to, uh, I went to detox and I still wasn't drunk enough to drink in front of a police station. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Was it Pete, Pete, uh, was it Pete Coriel? Who was Tanya, he was uh, smoking dope right in front of a cop, uh, a bank camera, like, oh, like yeah, an yeah, ATM yeah. camera. An ATM camera. <laughs> yeah, the cop yeah. pulls up and goes in front of the ATM. Really, you dumb <laughs> fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> really? That's funny. Well, I mean, I don't think people are going through the ATM cameras trying to catch weeds. No, but, yeah. you know, Yeah, it's, really. on, it's on record. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Peter L.P. Coriali? Um, I think we met briefly at this uh, really strange... Um, it, w- it was a music festival called Bamboozle in New Jersey uh, years that ago. Make, that would make sense. And it was so strange. I think we, we said hi to one another... Uh, briefly but it was there's so many comics and everyone was kind of in and out and it was um it was 
one of those things. It was a music festival where they tried to have a stage just for comedy. And they'd, oh. have, they'd also have bands in between, but all the music is bleeding out right. from everywhere else. Oh. So you're like oh yelling at the audience and no one's there to see oh. comedy. And it's a real strange setup. I never understood those festivals where they have, okay, you're the Schlitz stage. And then over here, you're the McDonald's. And all this music is like banging into each other. I know. It's like horrible. I know. It's annoying. I don't get that at all. I, I, I have been to somewhere it's run a little better and they'll put up like a tent or whatever. Yeah. I, I went to this... Um, when I was in Austin, I went to one. It was called Art Outside um, a Festival, and it was like in this farm, like a couple hours from Austin. It was like so poorly attended, but they had all this great stuff there, and there was like, so there's all these bands and everything going on, but like no one was there. So it'd be like you and like ten other people seeing <laughs> a band. It was it was really cool actually, and but all, everyone there was just like the craziest people ever. It was. Um, I mean, it was just like as hippie as it gets. So everyone there was just like in like bird costumes and stuff, and they're just like strange okay. and like all in makeup. And Are you sure this wasn't a dream? No, I mean, it felt like it. They had a they had um they had a life size uh, mouse trap game. Remember the game yeah. mouse trap, where the, you know the ball goes around and hits things, and then the trap comes down. One of the best commercials so they had, ever. Yeah, yeah. So they had one of these live versions of this. It was like a bowling ball, and it went around and like knocked over a bathtub, which knocked over another thing, and then it ends with a with a big safe falling on a car and smashing a car. And <laughs> okay. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And a lot of money went into this for us thirty people to sit here <laughs> and watch it. And so uh, maybe the promoter quit early on. I, yeah, I don't know what happened. But it was great, and um, and so I ate mushrooms and uh, and. <laughs> and then watched a band called Architect, which is uh they they played uh they played um their instruments through Tesla coils. I guess they're really? yeah, I guess they were on like America's Got Talent or something oh, like that. But I'd never heard of them. And uh I was on mushrooms and tripping and then all of a sudden there's lightning everywhere and that was fun. So um, real lightning? A Tesla coil. Oh, coil. Oh, oh, oh. Have you ever seen that famous picture of Nikola no. Tesla? He's sitting in the middle and there's lightning everywhere around him. Yeah, so they had that set up. Yeah. And, and they're, so their guitars, I guess, um, how how it gets music through the amp or whatever is is the chords are fed through a thing and then it's shot through Tesla coils right. and through the amp. And, and so. Nikolai Tesla, for people who are listening and don't know who he is, he amazing. Actually, he invented free energy. Everybody would have electricity for free, mm-hmm. but they shut him down. It wasn't profitable. Yep, that was the same thing profitable. with uh, phone reception. He did exactly. the same yep, thing. He did the same wow. thing. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Yeah. Now, so uh, uh, although he did, uh, he was a bit strange as well. He yeah. fell in love with a pigeon at one point. <laughs> As we all do, um, maybe got zapped a couple of times too many. Yeah, maybe. yeah, he had um, he had synesthesia, the uh, the condition where uh, people have various um, versions of it, where sometimes you like smell a color, yeah, or, oh, yeah, 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 you know that kind of thing, or or you hear the word taxi and and you see purple for some reason and uh, there's so just schizophrenia. like schizophrenia. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, well, uh, schizophrenia minus um, talking to people. It's just that there's some bizarre feedback. Sensory information comes in, and then it gets misinterpreted wrong in the brain. So sometimes people see, oh, did you hear? I was just reading. One of the best stories um, is there's a guy, um, I was just reading about this, that came, 
that that got beat up outside of a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, is he American? Anyway, he's just like a regular guy, had a, a regular old job, blue-collar job, and he he got his ass kicked outside of a bar, and he got um, some mild brain damage mm-hmm. from it. And it didn't affect anything other than now he sees mathematical formulas every, everywhere so he goes crazy. and like every object is a mathematical formula and, so, and they're correct and, and they're correct he wow. can do all this insane complicated math and whatnot and so yeah. he was on a show called incredible minds oh yeah yeah it was fascinating i love stuff like that oh, and, and well they say uh, einstein they they looked at the inside of his skull and there's all these ridges that are very abnormal that mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah that most humans don't have so same thing happened to a guy that had had um brain damage i don't it may have been from a fight as well he had mild brain damage and he learned he he couldn't do it before but he sat down on the piano and started playing this magnificent music <laughs> and he said and no no matter what piece of music he wanted to play he could play it and he said he could actually see the notes coming out of the piano the you know like the the sheet music it, it just cool. was floating in air. That. Yeah, you just, you just clock me in the head a couple times, honey. Uh, see if I can start playing <laughs> all kinds of music. Banging her head against the wall. <laughs> no, nope, still can't do math. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, Your would mortgage be payment would be. Yeah, it. And, and by the way, we're not advocating like child abuse no, here no. or something no, like that. I'll way. knock the yeah, sense the into him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said you, you, you stopped drinking a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I quit smoking, which I'm more proud of, Being like in last to March. Yeah, cigarettes. I, you still I smoke, smoke weed here and there. Uh, gee, how did I guess that? Yeah, good guess. <laughs> lucky, lucky guess. Was it the mushroom story? No, it, I'll tell you what it was. It was this. It was the smell. Just yeah, saying. I stopped drinking it a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it, like, yeah, I stopped drinking it a few months ago. I, it, It'll smile on your face. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't smoke that much. Well, I guess it depends on what you consider that much. I, I smoke... Uh, <laughs> Three times a day. I smoke, like, uh, once a week or so. I, I find marijuana to be somewhat boring. I used to... To, um, I uh, my girlfriend smokes a lot, so I just have a hit or two once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I used to uh, I used to deal uh, marijuana in high school, and uh, so I don't at think the that's time, legal in Wisconsin. Is they no? Was not. The I don't think they can arrest him retroactively. And no, no, I think it's I think it's okay. Um, it's in the clear. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I, the uh, the police department in La Crosse isn't the most uh, effective unit anyhow. They have the Tom um, Bernard stairway, though. I uh, still have that from when I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to smoke like all day long, every day for like two or three years. And then one day I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I didn't quit yeah. or anything. It just didn't seem appealing to me. I understand. And then, uh, so a couple of years went by and now I just smoke like a few times a month or something like that. I heard yesterday that... Uh, well, it's no longer Snoop Dogg. It's now Snoop Lion, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he changed oh, his name. Snoop Lion now. That actually was... happened, though? Yep. I remember. Yes. No, he no, changed his name to joke. Snoop Lion. And oh I learned yesterday. Which that. doesn't sound, like, tough to me. No. I think it's meant Snoop to sound Lion? tough, but it sounds cute to me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm Snoop Bear. <laughs> That's like the Snoop Snoop. pals. There's Snoop Bear, Snoop Lions. Is that a Sharpie you have on the desk? It's probably going for a more useful situation. Hold up the Sharpie up. 
Oh, no, that's not even the right. Yeah, that's about the right size. They said that Snoop Lion smokes 10 blunts a day that are as big as that Sharpie. Oh, really? I thought he quit. No, apparently he's back yeah, in. He, uh, he yeah, was, he did quit he, for a while. I, I think, that, yeah, like a few that. years ago yeah. or something. Oh, why would I be thinking he still quit if he's now like uh, Rastafarian yeah. changing his name to Snoop Lion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just quit weed and just happen to get into Rastafarian music at the same time. It all adds up. <laughs> I have a friend, and I won't say his name because i had to finally take him aside and say you need to stop doing that you don't know what that means what? Uh, where so, are we sanny i'm just what this ties into snoop lion i think oh. you missed part of the story no okay. it ties into snoop lion okay but i have a friend who's not the hippest guy he's a great guy but he's not the hippest guy in the world right all right so he saw this whole snoop lion deal that he changed his name to snoop lion and blah blah and, and he heard uh, a couple of years ago snoop dog at the time say, you know, for shizzle, my nizzle, you know, things like that. So he would go around to everybody and, and say, how you doing, my nizzle? Oh. And I said, that oh is Bob, you need How to old is he? He's like Old 50. enough to know better. Yeah, a 50-year-old man. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know what that everybody. means? It's not to the point where it's like, oh, he doesn't know. So, I'm saying, so hey, how you doing, my nizzle? I'm like, I think you better stop saying that, man. Somebody's gonna beat the piss out of you. But he had no idea what what it meant. He just thought it was just a cute oh little oh, isn't well, nizzle? nizzle drizzle? You know, it's like a children's rhyme. I have this. Uh, I have this friend, a comedian in Austin, Ramian Nazer, uh, who's uh, really funny and he has a great joke. He's like, uh, he's like, I. As some people recently accusing me of being racist, tell me if you think uh, this is a racist thing. Uh, I really like Chinese food. I could eat it like every day, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he saying this to? <laughs> the audience. That's no, like one of his audience. jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Building an expectation <laughs> and then the surprise. Oh, comedy. The old oh, Sarah Silverman. Um, yeah. Sarah Silverman. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, that's what did she say? No, that's her whole thing that's is, you know, thing. ending a story with what you wouldn't expect. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, Wendy does that too. Yeah, but she does That's it in a different way. Like, you know, she adds like one extra word that changes the meaning of everything. Yeah. Just, you know, Wendy Liebman's very good at that. Yep, she's she really, is. really. Yeah, good she's at fantastic. That. But you know, Wendy, she's just what a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, she's really nice to me on uh, on Twitter. She always is like retweeting my stuff and whatnot. And, so, oh, uh, we, so, what is yeah. your what is your Twitter name? At Shane Comedy. My last name's spelt M A U S S. So I um I always put like shane comedy and all my things just so people find it easier and it's i don't know why I, I don't give people enough credit i think people can sort it out through google no, they, they can't spell our name so no, yeah, they, cannot, yeah. they cannot figure it out well so, it is a strange one because it's pronounced moss, moss but yeah. uh it looks like you know a lot i hear a lot of like mouse or which is understandable i'm terrible at pronouncing names so well, how about what are in scotland there look it's shane mouse <laughs> it's like, no, I don't think yes, so. Yes, they're in moss. Scotland. <laughs> oh, he was talking oh. about when he goes to Scotland. But I mean, it makes it it's moss. Keep up. It's not that hard. Yeah. You spell your first name S-H-A-N-E. Yeah. So it's at S-H-A-N-E comedy. Yep. All right, that's very important in, in this whole podcasting business because people, all your fans will then know that you were on this 
uh, podcast and they'll listen. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to plug it on here and mention you guys and all that and good we, stuff. And we, it's yeah. all, uh, it, it's, yeah, well, it's fun. A little back scratching. <laughs> a little back scratching. <laughs> it's a little fun. Back fun. That's the word I'm looking so, for. So you, you, you grew up, actually, we, we met a few years ago. You probably don't remember that. At the radio station. Um, I'm sorry, I don't actually. Yeah, but that was because I, 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 I was. I know. I bet I was. My guess is, if I was doing morning radio anytime um, two years ago, I would have been extremely hungover. Especially yes, you were. B- because um, uh, I mean, when I come through Minneapolis, it's. <laughs> Often like a high school reunion for me, right? Uh, right. With yeah, all, up here, yeah. all these old high school friends and uh, people like that uh, that that I used to know, and they're all buying me drinks and whatnot. So this will be my first time doing the uh, the sober high school reunion thing. So that should be fun. Well, What's will really people great? show up, or are they going to be like, he doesn't drink? He's like I'm not sure people know that I don't drink anymore. Well, so they will now. So that's going to be a lot of, oh, no, no, I don't drink anymore. Thanks anyway for the drink. Because people get really weird about that. Have they you, do. Have you noticed? That's why I had no friends in high school. Um, a little bit. I mean, I think enough people know me and have seen me in the past where they're like, oh, that's a good decision. <laughs> uh, I support that. Oh, okay. Smart. I, I, I don't. My problem was never like, oh, I need a drink. Like, I never, I never got hangovers. I never got withdrawal. I never got, like, shakes or anything like that. That you but bring my, a lot to get the shakes. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I, my problem is I can't stop once I start. So I might start with like a few beers or whatever, mm-hmm. but then once I get a f- that first shot in me, then I want um, as many shots as it takes to black out. Okay. So that that was always my problem. Um, so so yeah. So anyone that's seen me black out, which is most people, would be like, oh, yeah, that's a good, really good decision. Right, cause I mean, I, I, I just, I've seen it and I've heard people. It's like, oh, he doesn't drink. I don't want to be around him. I don't trust him. Oh, it's I, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. people get really weird about yeah, it. I won't get invited to any high school reunions. Because you don't drink that much. I don't really drink. I I'm talking, no fun. Talking to a friend of mine that was shooting, shooting a film. Yeah. And one of the uh, executive producers came to watch the shooting for the day. And he was sitting at the table with his hands. I just have my hands flat on the table. And my friend looked over and noticed this guy's hands started going like this. Right? It was like flopping around. So my hand's now flopping around like a fish. And it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And finally, the guy leaned over to my friend and said, could you have somebody go grab me like a six-pack of beer? I was getting the shakes, oh, God. and it was it was like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, brutal. Yeah, that Christ. is brutal. So I, that, that's why I didn't want to have like a rock bottom kind of thing no. happen. Yeah, I so I, I stopped point. while I was ahead. Smart so man. Need, Smart man. And I moved to L.A. recently, and so you have to drive everywhere yeah. in L.A., yeah, and yeah. so that can lead to problems. So how long have you been in L.A.? Just uh, since last November, right? So you. So I. I when I um I moved from Lacrosse to Boston, mm-hmm. and that's where I started stand up, and I was there for um like a little over six years, and then I moved to Austin, Texas, for a year, and then I had a uh, uh, long relationship end, and met another girl, and moved to LA for her. Now, are you also in LA to do some acting and all the rest of it? Or you just want to do comedy. Um, I moved there for a lady. I only I don't really make business <laughs> decisions with my life. You I know? just kind of I make. I make lady decisions, um, 
and I kind of just go, go wherever to ladies tell me. Yeah, <laughs> I go wherever ladies tell me to. Yeah. Usually <laughs> works. They usually have better judgment than I do, so I've I've uh, learned to just. Uh, and this, and I don't open this one. No, I know, I know, I know. I don't mean to throw you in the, under the bus. Listen, I'm sure you have wonderful judgment making skills, but I do not, and I do not trust my decision making. So. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That. I don't always either. I, yeah, yeah. You know, I stayed in radio for all my life. So what does that tell you? Yeah, but I, you know, I'll be quiet. No. <laughs> For a while. No, she won't be quiet. Later, I'll tell you all your faults. But I mean, I, so, so you must have a good manager then, because if you don't make good business, somebody's making good business decisions for you. Yeah, I just kind of, uh, I caught a break um, early on a few years in. I won an award at this festival, and then I got on Conan um, from that, and, and then the Conan people had me back, uh, and they've been good to me, and then um, from there I did like some Comedy Central stuff, and yeah. so I had good relationships with them and so uh yeah i just have i have a lot of good relationships with a lot of the people out there it's it's never really i've never needed just being a stand-up i've never needed to be in new york or la because i just have to send tapes out to people yeah um because they already know who i am so i'll just be like hey i'm ready for another late night spot and i'll send them a dvd with uh, the set that i want to do and take their notes and how old were you when changes you, when you first went on Cohen? um Let's see, I think I was twenty six. Yeah, is that when he was doing twenty seven? Um, it was no, it was the uh, late night with Conan. Oh, late, oh, late night. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I did three appearances on that one. How old then, are you? Uh, I'm thirty two now. You look like you're about so, twenty five. Oh, well, thank you. You're not, <laughs> but you're a youthful looking guy. Yeah, Conan must be a great guy to work with. I assume. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, they've been really good to me. He Just, seems uh, like a good guy. Yeah, he's really nice. I would I would hate it if you get if you start yeah you know, the stories start about what a jerk he is. No, I, I don't no, think he is. I I really only have one story about him. And it's about how nice he is. It's uh, the first time I was on. I they uh, they have a um, someone there taking still photos at every episode, and so they'll send you a few mm-hmm. um, nice pics or whatever from you doing stand up or sure. yeah. You know, so I had one sitting at a desk with Conan and. So the second time that I was on, I brought in um, some blown up like eight by tens of this picture, and and uh, and I asked him afterwards if he had come back stage and signed them for me. And he came back and talked with uh, like me and all my friends that were with me for like an hour. And, really, uh, it was just That's like a really, really nice and uh, social and and uh, fun guy. I I couldn't even really concentrate on like what he was saying because I was just like, oh my god, Conan's talking to me and all my friends right now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was it was really great. He's a nice guy. I've heard that uh, Letterman's Good not news. too much into that. He he barely talks to you if, even when you're on stage. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't know. I I haven't done uh, Leno or Letterman, so I can't I can't really. Uh, I can't really speculate, I guess. The old booker for Letterman was always pretty nice to me, but the Conan people were just so easy to deal with that yeah. I was just like, hey, I want to be on again, and then they'd be like, okay. Really? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, so That speaks to your talent right there. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll be on again uh, on the new show sometime soon. I've only done one of the... Uh, uh, since, th- th- since they've had the new show, I've only done one... Uh, uh, segment, but I uh, I changed my act around quite a bit, and I've been working on building a new hour. So that's what I've been focusing on all my time on. Now that's about done. So now I'm going to go out and do the late night stuff again. And how long does it take you to write a, an entire new hour? Well, 
I mean, if you come to see me at Acme, I'll have basically a new act every time that I'm through. Um, but wow. that's not, um, uh, you know, there might be maybe 10 minutes out of an hour that I told in previous years. But, mm-hmm. um, but once I start, but I do that a couple times, I get sick of my material really quickly. <laughs> and so, well. um, so yeah, you know, you tell a joke a hundred times and, and you right. just get bored with it. Right. So, so, so like, many people keep doing the same yeah. thing for 50 years. Oh, like, God, get a new joke already. I you can't know? do it. I just can't. <laughs> and, and that new joke feeling is just my absolute favorite thing in comedy. When that new joke lands and hits and yeah. works the way that you uh, want it to and everything. And so, so all, uh, usually what I do is I'll write an hour I'll get it to work, and then I'll get rid of it and write a new hour and get it to work, and then I'll combine the two into uh, uh, the best of, the best of both. both of those. Yeah. And then, um, and sometimes I'll do... For a while, it was just too hard to keep everything straight. What I do is every other show, I would do a different act right. so that I could tell people, hey, if you want to come out to the late show on Friday and Saturday, I'll do a totally different act than what you just heard. Right. But it was really hard to remember which jokes that I had <laughs> used the time before. Yeah. The- they may have closed down 94, but they'll never close down episode 224 on the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Angelo Sarukas, Brad Blanks, Kristen Burt, and Shane Moss. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.